Deep Production. Yes! Welcome back to Go Deep the Podcast, a member of Go Deep Productions, where we have an opinion like we have a clue. Thank you for coming back. And here's your host, John Nothing Doe. Oh my God, you swear I did that myself. I think I've said that somewhere before. Anyways, welcome back to the world famous Go Deep the Podcast. Yes, we are a member of Go Deep Productions. We have a special one on tap for you today. Before we go deep on that, folks, just a friendly reminder, we have a website. You can listen to our podcast there. Eventually, we'll be updating it more and more so you can get more info on your favorite podcasters like Mofo. Does he like rubber or does he like latex? We're talking tires, folks. Don't get it all fucking twisted. Or, you know, Asher Moon, does she like do something weird with the cards or does she actually read them or does she have someone reading for? I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know what Asher Moon does. It's, it's not up for me. It's not up for debate. Anyways, you can go to godeproductions.godaddysites.com. Um, a link is in the Instagram account. You can find all of us on there. You can kind of creep us. You can send us a message interested in being on the show. Send us an email, GoDeepThePodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to have you on and talk your shit. With that being said, we have a lot of fun people on the show today. First and foremost, Asher Moon, how are you today? I am awesome as always. And hello to all of our lovely, beautiful listeners. And just so you know, John Doe, yes. I do in fact have someone who reads the cards for me. A few years ago, I kidnapped a little old psychic lady and I keep her in a box underneath my bed. Is that all that happens? <laughs> pull her out. Pull her out when I I pull her out and I say, "Make her sit here and read the cards for me." She writes little notes and tells me what to say. So, is it like a gnome, <laughs> like a gnome-like witch, like someone like? Yeah, she's really like a really small little. Like she could totally have been in Harry Potter. Totally have been in Harry Potter. <laughs> oh shit! All I need to know is, does she have pointy ears? And does she, was she on the the movie Hook? <laughs> my god the movie hook i haven't thought about that in yeah like a dog's age right thank you (laughs) um no i'm just joking i don't have a little old lady kidnapped under my bed unfortunately all that's under my bed is summer clothes and dust bunnies right now so okay but yeah i'm very happy to be here and i'm very happy to talk all of our garbage like we usually talk so thank you for having me as always it's always a special treat and i'm always glad that you're on board with that being said, we always have the marvelous motorsports mofo. How are you, buddy? I'm being kept here against my will. <laughs> Somebody help me. Were you that old lady that goes under Ashley Moon's bed and reads uh, tarot cards? I'd like to answer that, but uh, I feel I'd be self-incriminating myself. <laughs> Welcome back to the always, show, buddy. I am, I am here ready for a beating, and thank you again, everyone, for listening. Oh, well, you're not here for a beating. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> no, no, you're going to get a lashing. <laughs> we don't do beatings around here. <laughs> oh, fuck. Also on the show, you know, a new debut here for King Sure. How are you, pal? Hello, hello. Welcome to all our listeners. Doing good, man. How are you all doing? Well, we're doing good. It sounds like you're from the States. Are you from the States there, uh, King? No, not the States, no. Okay. He's okay. a cop. Oh, shit. <laughs> I am not. I'm a local citizen. <laughs> I, he's definitely a cop. Any, anyone that refers to himself as a citizen is definitely citizen. a cop. I was just uh, definitely that. a cop, right? <laughs> Key words. Wink twice if you're in danger there, mofo. I'm, I'm blinking. <laughs> well, nice to meet you. Welcome aboard, King Sure. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Nice to meet you all as well. Yes, welcome. And I've got uh, some tickets to talk to you about after the show. <laughs> For okay. sure. Hopefully those tickets aren't uh, nude pictures of mofo and baseball cards, but we're going to move on. From oh, that. no. 
I'd have to get the social police out for oh, him, man. Out. The first slap of the show. I love it. <laughs> the woke, the woke police are going to cancel us. Uh, on that note, <laughs> we are talking about relationships again. So the last time we talked about relationships, we talked a whole bunch of shit. Um, a lot of people reached out. They said they enjoyed it. They reflected. Some people told us we were full of shit. I think those people are just haters and that's cool. I love you too. Uh, but let's get an update. So Astro moon, you had a doctor friend. So can you give us a quick synopsis of uh-huh. what you've told us prior and give us an update of what's going on with that doctor friend of yours? Okay, so for our new listeners or anybody who hasn't listened, who didn't listen to the last dating episode, I I went on I went on the big T guys. I went on the, the the big the big swipey swipey dating app, and I met this doctor who was like you know really nice. I didn't actually meet him in person because he couldn't meet because of COVID because he's a doctor and blah 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 blah. But his stories just didn't really add up, and after a long time. He also had, like, you know, I, I really I really kind of felt uncomfortable, but I was holding out because it was a doctor, right? Like, that's the, that's, the, that's the dream, ladies. We know. So, anyways, I was holding out. But he just kept getting weirder and weirder and weirder. And it turned out, like, he was obsessed with this band. And it turned out that, like, his whole story that he told me was actually, like, stolen. The life story of the lead singer of this band. So, hang on. We can, like, we can say who the band is. I don't think they give a fuck. We're okay, not big enough. Okay, you do. He stole, he stole Bono's life, guys. <laughs> Did he have those sunglasses, those stupid yellow sunglasses that Bono wears? This man spent like at least a down payment on a house on tickets to see U2 over the course of his life. Jesus. He, like I, you can find him in like live U2 video performances like in the front row. You can find him. He sent me videos from like the 90s. And, and you can stuff. also find like, this doctor friend on the corner of Lakeshore in Parliament panhandling for the price of those tickets. patient. <laughs> no doctor he's the patient <laughs> well this maybe on, what he is as uh, alan smith you would say he's probably uh, the doctor on the hub so <laughs> no he told me about like his parents he's you know he's from northern ireland his one dad you know one parent's protestant one parent's catholic like forbidden love kind of thing like the whole nine years the man lifted bono's life and after like he was always talking about to you too and i'm like man like you too is all right they're not great. I really don't feel like they require or necessitate or even deserve this level of conversation in my life. <laughs> but still, you know. But then one day he's like, oh, do you know this Paul, whoever guy is? And I didn't know who it was, but I'm not going to make myself look like an idiot and say no. Of course I Googled it first before yeah. I answered. And it's fucking Bono. And I was like, dude, it's Bono. <laughs> I know this. You love Bono. I know. you imagine you were to get in a relationship with this guy and he would You'd idolize Bono more. Man, it would have been the last thing. If I had gone to meet this man, it would have been the last thing I ever did. <laughs> I've seen enough criminal minds to know what would have happened to me if I had met up with this man in person, okay? I get it. So anyways, after, after I stopped talking to him, I read the Wikipedia page, which was still open on my computer. And I was like, this crazy-ass crazy man stole Bono's life. And told me it was his life. Everything except to being a famous musician belongs to Bono. Like, it's all Bono. I don't oh know who the hell God. this man is. I don't know what his real name is. I don't know what he does. All I know is that he is crazy cute crazy with a capital C. And I am done with this shit. I am not holding out for the fake doctor anymore. So I went on my merry wife, right? Told you guys about it on the podcast. You know, I had a good laugh. I started dating somebody else. Things were great, right? Things were fabulous. One day, out Uh-oh. of nowhere, this man messages me. No, hello. No, it's been a couple of months. No, nothing. 
I want to take you out for dinner. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, uh uh-huh. So I was like, you know what? This is my chance. After all of my investigating to find out if this man is a real doctor, after all of the Bono shit, this is my chance to find out who this man really is. So what'd you do? So I said, you know what? I would love to. But I have a rule. I don't like to go out with people until I know their last name. Like, in case I get murdered or something, at least the police know who to look for. And his response, this man who's apparently an emergency room doctor downtown Toronto, his response was, oh, I can't because my parents, it's like some, like, secret, you know, back home shenanigans business. And anybody who knows about Ireland, it's some back home business and we can't talk about this. I'm like, you mean to tell me? You mean to tell me that not only are you fucking secret Bono in the flesh, but now your parents are some kind of secret fucking agent too? Really? I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go out with you. And I also think I'm going to block you. And I wish you all the luck in whichever your new daytime and nighttime nurses may be. Because you're a fucking psychopath. And I am so lucky. Like, these are the kind of people you have to worry about meeting on dating apps. Like, none of this stuff is really real unless you're actually talking to a real person. You know what I mean? Like, and that's like, you know, I guess it was a huge, huge, huge red flag that I couldn't find anything about this person on the internet. That You know what I mean? Everything about his, his story was so fantastic. And I'm just a very, as we all know, a very skeptical person about most things, not tarot card and astrology related, right? So yeah. I think that the fact that I was so skeptical and I was, I was, I just, I smell the rat. It just didn't smell. It didn't smell right. There was something not right about it. So I just wasn't going to put myself in any kind of situation where I was going to be in danger or possibly in any kind of danger. Right. It could very well be that this man is just the nicest man in the world. He just was catfishing somebody, you know, using somebody's fake pictures, made up a fake life, you know, like whatever. If that's the case, then that's the case. But at the same time, like that's super scary. I got to keep myself safe, right? Like I got a family, like a son that I got to take care of, yes. and I don't need to. I don't need to end up on some guy, some like ladies make doing her makeup and talking about my best YouTube video. Like yeah. that's not what I'm. That's not how. That's not how Astro Moon's life ends, guys. That's not my legacy on the earth. Well, I'm sure everybody on the show is absolutely enthusiastic about the fact that you're still around. And I'm sure the listeners are also excited the fact you're still around. Now, you were saying uh, you were alluding to red flags. So let's get right down to it. So you noticed some red flags. Obviously, um, the guy wouldn't give it his last name. Um, His family was secret agents of some other bullshit. He was kind of quoting the bio. Fantastic bullshit. It was was really, seriously, it was literally a fantasy novel it was the chronicles of the fake doctors of narnia that's what it was it was some fucked up month like bullshit that's what it was i mean i'm angry he should have been a real doctor i deserve a real doctor guys <laughs> he could, uh, i'm not even gonna say what he could have been a doctor <laughs> of, but okay so red flags and you're on so you're on social media you're also on dating websites what are some of the red flags that you've kind of come to know in the last year from being single, they're Asher Moon. Well, it, you know what? It's a whole new world after like 10, 11 years of not being single, right? Like going from my 20s where like social media was kind of a thing, but it wasn't the thing it is now yeah. to being, you know, late 30s, right? Big, big difference. I have not ever dated somebody from a social media site like Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or any of those things. I actually, to me, it's actually a big red flag when a man just randomly adds you on Facebook without knowing you, 
or introducing himself in like a message or anything. You know what I mean? Like, and it happens for women constantly. Oh, sorry. I, have, I actually have a message on my Facebook page. Though, if you're a strange man who's trying to add me, like the the ad the, the adding fee is a thousand dollars. Like, oh, wow. please send me this, like an email. I will or I'll send you where you can send the thousand dollars to, and then I'll add you as a friend. But if you're some fucking weird, strange man that I've never met before, has no connection to my life whatsoever, and you're just asking for an invitation into my life, because my Facebook is different than Instagram. It's not just pictures. People talk about things. You know what I mean? Like, there's stuff. There's a whole lot of information about a person on Facebook. And to me, it's just a huge red flag to expect an, an open invitation into somebody's life that you don't even know. Yeah. To me, that just, it screams weird, and I would n- I'll never accept. Like, honestly, men... If you do that, that's not a way to hit on women. It's not a good way to hit on women. That's well, you know what's very bad. I find it strange because I also I also get messages and try to get added from Nigerian kings as well. So I thought maybe it was just me, and I was kind of excited about this. No, it's not. It's not like random bots and stuff. Like this is people like men. Like like I think that they like scroll through like you know people you may know like on and stuff like that and just add pretty girls. I really I honestly believe that's what happens. And it's really, really weird. And just, you should not do that. It makes you look like a complete creep to me personally. Anyways, maybe some women like that. I don't know. I don't like that. I think it's creepy. And that's like anything that you, you're, you do that is, could be considered creepy is a red flag. Nobody likes creepy people and nobody wants to be attracted to somebody who's creepy is going to be attracted to somebody who's behaving creepy. Well, you're like, you know, stalking somebody online, adding people you don't know, like following somebody down the street, like random stuff. Like, don't do stuff like that. It's really gross. It's really, really gross, and you shouldn't do that. Huge red flag is when people behave inappropriately like that. I Definitely. couldn't. I couldn't agree more. Mofo, I know you're out of the game here, and I don't think you have Facebook. I think you have Instagram. Yeah, you have Instagram. What do you think would be red flags for you, like in your relationship? You know, you guys have a nice, healthy relationship. What are the some red red flags that a healthy uh, marriage would notice? when outsiders are trying to penetrate? I know I used the wrong word, but go with me. That's actually a great pun. <laughs> well, I, I, as for uh, as for penetration, we'll have to ask G.I. Joe about the sack lunches and what the penetration was like. But, oh. um, <laughs> no, you know, I feel like I feel like red flags would be like anything that comes across like as a high maintenance, um, someone that's going to be hard to please because if they're going to be hard to please initially, I can only imagine what nightmare that's going to turn into. And... I think that when you're perusing through the profiles, some of them are going to be a little bit more easier to detect, I think, than others. And I I think it's pretty self-explanatory, right, in terms of what you're looking for. But if you're seeing someone that is very much, um, you know, I don't know how to phrase it other than, like, I I refuse to get into it. Like, I would want nothing to do with someone that's going to be high maintenance that you're going to be constantly having to, uh, you know, do a lot of hand-holding in the proverbial sense. Um, yeah, it, it's only it's only going to make it worse as you go on. It's not something I would want in a marriage. I like to be myself like pretty independent. And obviously, like we do have time for each other. But you know, if you're constantly trying to appease that person or or um, one up situations from whatever you did like the date before type thing to make it that much better, eventually, like the stress and everything of it becomes too much. It's just at a point. Yeah, like, and I mean, who wants to put themselves through that, right? And I know that statistically speaking, like everyone in the beginning, like you're, you're going to spend more, you're going to do all these things to Im- that much more to impress the, the, your potential partner. But I mean, eventually you just want to be yourself, right? So I think that's like a big thing. It's like you don't want a, someone that's going to be 
you know, too much of like a high maintenance or um, anyone that's going to bring like drama. So like if, if I'm talking to someone and I'm sensing that, Hey, this person drives off of the drama being right there, another red flag. Or if they have a friend that is always, you know, Oh, my friend and constantly referencing their friend and what their friend is doing with their partner. I feel like that becomes a thing because it's like, then it's almost like it's going to be constantly comparable competition. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, who doesn't like a good friendly competition, but when it comes to something like that within a relationship or in the dating context, to me, that just sounds like it's a recipe for disaster. hundred percent. King, you know, let me ask you something. Let's say that you're in a relationship. I'm not quite sure of your status and I'm not going to dig too deep on you, but let's say you're in a relationship. What are some of the things that you might notice as a red flag? If your partner, like, let's say they are always constantly adding new friends of the opposite sex is that something that kind of raises an eyebrow for you for me i would think that you know they're always looking to keep their options open okay and it seems like someone who's not really content with the situation they're in but i I agree with i agree with mofo and astro moon in terms of you know to uh, mofo's point i think we're living in an age where nobody wants to be themselves anymore everybody's trying to be like everybody else and to astro moon's point you know with the advent of these new platforms there is no thing is etiquette anymore like no one you know we've lost they say social media but we're turning into an anti-social sort of culture yes absolutely cultural society where you know we don't even know how to have a proper conversation anymore let alone you know like she's saying you know if you're going to add a a a beautiful woman on on instagram or something you know introduce yourself hey you know this is who i am this is what i'm about right and to your point i was going to say you know more people need to just kind of go back to the drawing board and work on themselves instead of being some fake doctor or some fake rock star and <laughs> trying to be something that you're freaking not. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Let's, let's, throw, let's throw one at the room for you guys. What about DMs? Where does the line cross with DMs? DMs is uh, direct messages. It happens on all forms of social media. Some social medias are worse than others. Snapchat is predominantly known as a cheating app, okay? Because the reason it's known as a cheating app is because the messages and, and pictures delete and if you take a screenshot, it notifies the other person that you've done so. Where do we draw the line? I would completely agree with that. And the reason that I would completely agree with that is because in my year of dating, there are have been a handful of men who have only wanted to speak on Snapchat. Only. I guess it's low maintenance. Is that what the Snapchat. idea is? Well, you know, they're just they're they're on the dating apps and they're making it look like they're single, but they're not really single. Right. Like that, that's a huge red flag to me is that you only want to speak on something that you set delete. Okay. Because why? Because you don't want your wife to see it or your girlfriend to see it. Right. Bell point. Like if we're, if you're legit, why can't we just talk via text or actually on the phone or at each other on Instagram or something like that? Normal shit. Exactly. Because you're being sneaky. Sorry. The, the thing I think though in general is that like, I think nowadays with social media, it is, in my opinion, way too easy to set up like a burner account for any social media, like whether Instagram, Facebook, I mean, in 35 seconds, you could probably set up another Instagram account, slap up some photos, you know, and the same with Facebook. I I think like the bigger thing is just like, if someone is, is unwilling to meet up with you in the first, you know, after the first couple days of chatting or talking and unwilling to like make that initial, you know, face-to-face contact, then that's where it's like, boom red flag because obviously then like they're they're still working on their backstory they're too busy because they're probably floating another relationship in the background that they can't actually get away from because i think like if i'm single then in theory i've got 
you know, nothing but time to burn, or, you know, maybe you're busy with your work and everything, but if you really want to meet that person, you are going to make it happen. You will get out there. Yeah. And I think, I, I think that's the one thing is like, because I, I take social media at face value because anyone can slap up a photo of who they are or what they are, what they, what they drive or where they work. And uh, I, I take all that in face value. But the, the second, as far as I'm concerned, that you meet someone, you can, you can tell so many things about them by the way they're dressed, the way they speak, their mannerisms, if they fidget or not. You can just, I think you can really, I don't know if profile is the right word or not, but like you can build quite a character sketch of when you're just talking to someone for the first five minutes about who this person really is. Do they make eye contact? How they carry themselves? And I think that, you know, that's just my thought on that. And those are all very valid points. Now, let's go back to DMs. Guys, when did DMs become a problem? What is your opinion on DMs? And does it make anyone on this podcast uncomfortable? Well, I actually, you guys are going to laugh at this because I get get an awful lot of friend requests on Facebook from Mm -hmm. random people, like random guys and stuff like that. But I do not get the random dick pics that everybody else gets nobody ever sends them to me maybe it's because i look mean like i look like i'm you know like I, you can try to add me as a friend but like don't go that far you know what i mean maybe maybe my pictures give off that vibe i've never got an unsolicited dick pic in my life you're lucky i guess that's uh that's usually I, I like guess, the stereotype yeah. right yeah so i've ne- but i've never really gotten any of those like creepy kind of dms really before you know, like there's a bunch of like, hi, 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 but I just don't answer those because I don't yeah. know who you are. I don't talk to strangers, right? Like, that makes sense. But like, that's just kind of how I've always looked at it. And yeah, on Snapchat, I, you get a little bit more. I find like people will add you, like random people will add you, and then like they'll send you a Snapchat, but it's like something like, like soliciting. You know what I mean? It's not like a dick pic or anything like that, but it's like go to my website or, you know, do this. Like that kind of like for sex stuff. Okay. And again, I'm not interested. Like I'm a girl, not interested. Like, so King. Sorry, guys. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I'm not going to pay anything. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, no, 100%. I wouldn't pay for shit either. There's so much uh, good stuff out there. You don't need to pay for shit. But King. Exactly. When it comes to DMs, how does something like this make you feel? In terms of comfortability? Yeah. Let's say you're in a relationship. I don't really know yeah. what your situation is. Let's say you're in a relationship and, you know, mm-hmm. it's an unsolicited time of night. Let's say it's a weird time of night. And for me, I think personally, I would think anything after 11 o'clock would be a weird time of night. Mm-hmm. If it's like, you know, it's un, it's like it's, it's just one of those. It starts to make your eyes kind of open. You're like, oh, what the fuck's going on here? But anyways, let's say it's a weird time of yeah. night and there you, you know, you see your significant other starting to receive um, DMs and let's say their notifications are on and all of a sudden you start noticing they start turning their notifications off. What is your feeling? How do you feel? Are you uncomfortable? Do you give a shit? Do you don't give a shit? What's your feel? I think to Mofo's point earlier when he was talking about, you know, we're living in an age now where it's so easy to cheat if you really wanted to, right? You can, you can like you were saying, you know, create a whole different fake lifestyle and whatever. But Getting back to the question, yeah, I would have a, I, I'd have more than a few concerns and definitely a hundred million red flags. Because first of all, who the heck is this person? Where is his self-respect for you, right? Whether he knows of whatever your significant other status is and whatever. And third of all, why is your significant other entertaining that at that hour of the night or whatever the case may be, right? And then, I mean, depending on you know your your security, because we're all sort of we all have issues with our own sort of. Uh, insecurities and whatever but for me i'd have definitely have a lot of questions as to you know 
you know, is it something, you know, do you want to be in an open relationship? Do you want to keep your options open? Like, and obviously that stems from, you know, how happy are, is the individual, you know, in the situation that they're in, right? Whether they're in a relationship, marriage or whatever. Right. And there's a lot of, you know, unhappy people out there, unfortunately, in, in, in situations as such. So for me, I personally, if I was in a situation like that, I have a lot of concerns. That makes sense. I think yeah. uh, when you look at this whole new culture of dating, and that's really what it comes down to. It's like a new culture of dating because a lot of us in here are in our early 30s or, you know, early 40s. And you kind of look at how things have evolved. And I guess, you know, as a teenager, it's not so much of an issue. But as an adult, it does generally raise a lot of red flags. So if you start noticing, I don't know, the weird stuff, like, I don't know, maybe let's say your significant other is like, they refuse to open certain apps in front of you, or you know, you know, like you're not necessarily creeping, but everybody creeps. I hate to say this to everybody, but everybody creeps. Or you start noticing on various different apps, weird timestamps, you know what I mean? Is that something you talk to your significant other about? Or is it something you just let kind of lie and hope that it kind of clears itself up? Or... You know, what do you do to deal with it? We're going to start with you, Ashman. Um, well, when I was married, um, these kind of issues did come up occasionally. Now, the it's kind of a funny situation because, like, going back to earlier points, like, and as you guys can tell just from, you know, the situation that, like, we find ourselves in as we record, I'm the kind of girl who gets along better with men. Okay. Right? I have very, very few girlfriends, and the majority of my close friends are men, Right. This bothered my ex-husband quite a bit, which I can understand. But at the same time, like, you know, when you're mature about something and you trust somebody, then like, you know, I gave him access to all of my social media. So like he could tell like he, if he wanted to comfort himself or like, you know, reassure himself. You just didn't give a fuck. My like, comfort, here. Yeah, my comforting him and my reassuring him didn't go far enough then he was, he was welcome to have access to whatever he wanted. I never deleted anything, so he was welcome to see it, right? Did, it, did that aspect after, bother you, though? After a little while, it ended up causing a really big rift in our relationship because I was like, okay, like, what else do I need to do for you to actually trust me, Yeah, right? But there are no DMs. There are no any of that stuff. So for me, like, we were together for 10 years, like almost 11 years, really long time in today's standards now, you know? Yeah. And uh, in that time, a lot of our a lot of our big problems happened early on in the relationship on my side. Like I had issues with who he was talking to and what he like, you know, what he was doing. I was also really young. I hadn't really gotten a great handle on my own personal emotional self at that time. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'd gone yep. through a lot in my early twenties and so on and so on and so on. So you know, I brought unfortunately brought a lot of my own baggage into the relationship early on, and that caused me to have trust issues with him and it really hurt him and it really bothered him yeah it caused big problems for us so you know i made a concerted effort to actually like be logical instead of emotional when i thought about these things okay. so that i could try our relationship better and it works i really i, I you know I, if i had a problem i would ask him directly he would answer me directly i would look at the evidence I would want to freak out because that's just, you know what I mean? Like what you want to do is yeah. you want to freak out. But I would be like, listen, I'm looking at it right here in black and white in front of me. You know what I mean? There's a lot of logical reasons for me to be, what's the word I'm looking for? Like be on the opposite to oppose what I actually like I'm feeling right now. So yeah. like, like, you know, we got to sit here and kind of like, kind of do like a balance sheet here about which one is the, the more important way, like which, what, which way are we going to go? Right. And, 
like, you know, in my 30s, in my early 30s, I, I did a lot of therapy. I did a lot of stuff like that to help me kind of process and learn how to deal with my emotions in a better way. And these things help an awful lot, right? Yeah. They're big, big, big benefit to me when it came to dealing with these things. But then it kind of swapped and went the opposite way where he was the one who was insecure all the time and I wasn't doing anything. And it really, really actually really pissed me off after a little while. But for me, I guess, you know, it was started for me, for me, it was a big part of why we ended up breaking up. Actually, it actually probably is the main reason that we broke up to be completely honest. But for me, it kind of just turned me off. So instead of, and I don't mean like in a physical way, I mean like instead of me caring, I didn't even give a shit if he was talking to anybody. Like I honestly, I don't think I asked to even look at his Facebook or anything for like four years. Like I literally didn't care. Hmm. Like, and I I thought like, you know, he, he would be yelling at me and freaking out at me about like, oh, you know, I want to see this. I don't believe you. You must have deleted messages, blah, 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 blah. But, and like, you know, the obvious thing to do or like the natural thing to do would be to shoot back and to be like, well, I bet you are too. And that's why you're even bringing this up to me. You know what I mean? Like blah, 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 blah. Like a defense switcheroo kind of deal, right? projecting basically. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even give a shit. I was like, whatever. Like we've already been here, done this. Like I've got the the T-shirt, whatever that saying is. You know how I screw up all the sayings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was like, I don't care. Talk to whoever you want. Actually, I hope you talk to somebody else. I hope you find somebody else, and you decide that you want to marry her, and that we don't have to be together anymore. (laughs) Oh wow! And you know what? That didn't end up happening. Like that didn't end up happening. But we decided to split up because those trust issues. If you can't get past those trust issues, then there's no real relationship and i guess that would bring me to another red flag yeah somebody who has trust trust issues no matter what you do trust issues when there hasn't even been anything to trust issue about and you you we all we have all been with those people who you're with them for like three or four months and then all of a sudden they want to know everything you're doing who you're talking to who's this bitch blah blah you you know what i mean like that is a humongous ginormous red flag right there because when a person starts acting like that so Mm -hmm. early on in the relationship they're not there to be a partner with you and an equal with you to walk your path with you. They're there so that you can fulfill something that's missing in them. Oh, okay. And that means yeah, that's that a you way have to look a at job. It. You have a job. You're always working in that relationship. You're never an equal enjoying your life. Because that's what a relationship is supposed to be. That's like all of us together as our, our friendship. That's what it is. None of us demand anything from each other. None of us, you know, we all love each other and we all enjoy spending time together. And we love each other for who we are, right? We're not yep. saying, oh, I don't want this. I don't. I need you to be this certain way. If somebody needs you to be a certain way, that's not because of you. That's because of what's wrong with them, what's going on inside of them. Yeah. I'm like, I'm fucking 40 years old, guys. I'm not about to be fixing other people. Just spent 40 years fixing myself. I'm, I'm looking to walk the road peacefully now, right? Like Definitely. But yeah, when somebody gets extra like that, I'm out. Huge red flag for me. I'm out. That makes sense sermonizing today guys i'm really going at it <laughs> jesus i feel the heat from over here so okay so you know we've covered dms we've covered all these weird advancements that happen on all different forms including the cheating app snap snapchat you're welcome take some sponsorship money motherfuckers and <laughs> let's let's move one step forward here uh as couples what can we do better or even single people what can we do better than what's going on right now because it just feels like What's going on right now is just creating this animosity and it's creating all this this weird, shady shit, if that makes any sense. Well, I, like, honestly, like, I don't really know because I'm single as hell, right? Like, <laughs> I've, been, I've been dating for a year. 
And I've, you know, I've like, I guess I've like kind of like dated for a couple of months, a couple of people. And I have gone on like a bajillion dates. You know what I mean? Like gone for coffee, gone for dinner and things like that. You know, I think, I don't think that even with all of our new technology and all of our new stuff, I don't think the basics of dating have really changed. I really don't think they have. Like if you're trying to, you know, start a relationship with somebody, you need to be your authentic self, right? So that means not lying about what your job is or how tall you are. Uh-oh, guys. that's a slap, guys. Like, I'm, okay, yeah, I'm just going to put this out here now. Like, ladies like me who are just like, like a little bit shorter than high five, if you're eye level with me or you're like a little bit close to eye level with me, you're not 5'10". But Ashley, I mean, in all that. honesty, maybe when they stand we'll on their third leg, they're 5'9". I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> wow. You know, that Stop would be it. all right. But still. Uh. <laughs> Stop it. Even Mofo was getting excited there. You heard that little, <laughs> you know, he was getting excited just, when we, we dropped that. I had to think about it for a sec. No, but you know, like, but that's like, you know, not being your authentic self. Right. 100%. And if you have like, and if you have work that you still need to do on yourself, like we all do. Right. We all do. I've been dating for a year. I haven't found anybody who wants to marry me yet. You know what I mean? So clearly I'm not little Miss Perfect over here either, right? Bingo. But I'm try- I, I am very open about who I am. I'm very honest about who I am, warped and all. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, like I said, to walk the road peacefully, right? And I would really like, for me personally, I just would like to find somebody who wants to walk the road peacefully too, without any pretense, without any bullshit, without any lies, without any, you know, we left our baggage at the last stop. We're carrying brand new bags now, you know, and that's kind of, that's kind of like what I'm looking for in somebody that I'm, that I plan on, you know, going from one date into a relationship with. I have a you feeling know, there, Ashman, you're going to be single for a while because I think everybody at this stage I, is broken. Of course. You think I don't know this? Do you think <laughs> that I don't have my, my nights that I cry in my bathtub with the candles and the bottle of wine? Come on, you know? It's like, the date seriously. Night. <laughs> no, I'm like, you know, like, also, too, like, I, I don't walk into any kind of date with expectations. You know what I mean? Like, I expect that, I expect, I, I expect to go out and have a good time, and I take things day by day. That's kind of the way things go for me, right? So I don't plan my wedding with somebody, even though I'm a teacher, I don't plan my wedding with people the minute I meet them, you know? Perfect. And that's why I don't really get so let down when I meet somebody who said he was 5'11 and he's really 5'6". Or I don't really get let down. Well, I kind of got let down. I dated one guy for about, I don't know, two months or so. We had a great time every single time we went out. And then one time, like one day I had a really bad day. And I was like, you know, I don't really want to go out tonight. I had a really bad day. I kind of just want to stay home. He was like, yeah, I'll come hang out with you. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. You can come hang out at dinner with me, blah, 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 blah. The whole time he was here, he berated me about how we don't speak the same language. I was like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, you came here to kick me when I'm down? Like, wow. Okay, like, and that was all the attention wasn't on him. And he didn't like that. So I was like, okay, well, you know what? Even though we've had a really nice couple of months, this was like a shit show. And I'm good. So enjoy he also lied about his height too and i don't really care about height that's why you guys don't lie about your height because like we don't care i don't care i think some people do i I, maybe you don't but i think a lot of people have emphasis on height and it's created like this girls you want to be with though yeah and i get it i think i think society's created this idea that men have to be maybe taller than five seven and it's created a complex you know just like uh, yeah well just like society is also 
um, predetermined that women have to be a certain size and they have to act a certain uh, way of femininity and stuff like that, right? You know, it's so funny because I'm a teeny skinny little woman, like as you guys know, right? And my whole life, like, like I've kind of been like not really had to worry about it, right? Yeah. But now all of a sudden everybody likes big butts. And I'm like, fuck. Like now I'm now I'm now I don't I don't have a butt. Like I'm Damn you, sir mix a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, no, but no, but that's like now you know what I mean? Like I now I kinda of feel it for the first time. I never really like, you know, I understood and I felt like that for like other people who had body issues issues like image issues, but I never really did. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I now I do. Now I'm like, well, I need to have a bigger butt. Mm-hmm. My butt's too small. And I've never I always liked my butt, so thanks a lot, guys. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love myself. I'm lovely. I'm lovely. And you're all lovely too, no matter what size you bumped on. I think that's, again, though, something that social media has ultimately created, though. It's created like a, a file of that you, you need to fall within these parameters to be successful within the dating site. Yeah. Right? I think when it, when, when it, when it, when you go back, I don't even want to say go back to it. If you went to a thing of, I have a friend that I think would be very compatible with you based on this criteria, right. Of, you know, personality or likes or, uh, you know, whatever you're, you decide to get to base it off of, I think then you are instantly able to propel along further. But when you're clicking through profiles and the, I mean, everyone window shops, right. And let's be honest. I mean, I, as a car guy, like if I'm, looking at cars or certain cars I will just clearly swipe right by in a proverbial sense because it just it doesn't appeal to me from a visual aspect. Hang on. And obviously this is a dating site for cars? Is this is this what you're <laughs> telling me here? You swipe right on the no. the black widow. No, you swipe <laughs> Auto Trader. Auto Trader. Oh, uh, wow. send us some sponsorship dollars please, Auto Trader. <laughs> no, all, all I'm saying though is is like obviously there's always like the attraction aspect to it. But what I'm saying is I think when it comes to the online dating thing and you are the, – the first thing you see is some guy or girl has got, you know, 12 or 15 photos or selfies. And, of course, like it's, that's a whole other point. It's like the selfies are always taken seemingly at like the, the most opportunistic angle to catch nothing but like the, the perfection. And then you meet the person and it looks like a, a dump truck went through a nitroglycerin plant. Jeez. But <laughs> – we went okay, right off no the deep end. No, well, no one's ever been there. That's a whole other story um, for another. But anyway, well, I, I met. The, anyway, doesn't matter. I can't go any further with that. Um, no, but just I'm, I'm just saying. I think like when you when you're able to get back to the basics of you know looking at someone for the personality and looking at you know the qualities and and such that you know you'd actually be looking for versus getting fixated on the five or seven photos they have posted, right? I think that plays into it big. And I think that's what social media has ultimately done, though, is created that the person has to fall into these these parameters right off the hop within these first five to seven photos. And instantaneously then, like you said again about the, the height, they, oh, they need to be taller than me. I mean, personally, as a guy, I could care less whether the girl is taller, shorter. I mean, that's, that's just me speaking for me. But I could give two shits. I'm more worried about can they roll with the punches? Can they take a joke or not? Or is it going to be like a concentration camp the whole way through this relationship? I want to know, can we, can we get a couple smiles in before dinner? Or is that like too tomorrow much morning when, like, you're putting, when you're putting the clown makeup on? I just want to know like, what I'm going into, right? And I, I think that ultimately i think with social media i think that has ruined a lot of that 
for, for people. And it, it instantly builds walls that you, you spend days trying to take down just to really get to know the person. But then are you really getting to know them or are you getting to know, you know, a profile or something that they want to ultimately be? Yeah, the curated image that they're selling. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's even worse right now, too, because really all we have is these profiles. Like, we don't we don't get to go out anymore. There's no bars. You know what I mean? Like, there's not, like, the things that we used to do to meet people don't, like, they don't really exist now because of the pandemic. That's right? more of a Canada-related so, issue right now, though. But either way, well, that's where I'm dating. I'm not flying out to Florida every, you know, weekend to go on dates, right? Even though, if there's anybody cute in Florida who wants to take me on a date, you have to pay for my flight. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> what's it called? You know, like that. But that's that's kind of a, a big thing about like what's going on for us right here, like up here in Canada, is that we're we're really limited to really only online interaction right now. So we kind of are stuck with having to whittle through these curated profiles to see, you know, like okay, I like your pictures, but you know, are you going to be a real human being when I talk to you? And if I actually decide to meet you as the human being I meet in person going to match the curated profile that I was talking to, right? Like, kind of always the, the kind of like James Bond game you play every time you decide to meet somebody or talk to somebody online, right? Yeah. Well, let's ask King here. King, what do you think we can do better as couples or singles? What is uh, the underlining thing that you think of when you think of doing better? I think to Astro Moon's point, you know, work on ourselves, you know, I think for, for guys in general, I think, you know, get off social media because, you know, to MoFo's point, it's warped more than just, you know, how we interact and everything. And even to Astro Moon's point, like, you know, people don't even know how to have, you know, the art, whatever happened in the art of the conversation, just learning how to talk to people, right? Just simple kind of topics of conversation like we used to do before all of this hoopla happened. And so I think, you know, just taking the time to sort of appreciate ourselves, you know, work on ourselves whether that means meditating or, or whatever whatever your thing is, working out, right? I mean, in this pandemic up here in Canada right now, can't really do much, you know, get into your body, you know, go for a run or just kind of even, you know, I know it's a little bit cold outside right now or whatever up here. But, you know, just get involved in whatever it is that you like to do, whether you, you know, you want to do a podcast or for me, I'm, you know, I'm a singer and, you know, I like to sort of play guitar once in a while and whatever. Nice. So, I mean, do things that, that you find enjoyable and, 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 not be so focused on, oh, you know, I, I have to I have to get a date this weekend or I, I have to have a few lined up or whatever the case is. Let's not put pressure on ourselves. We already have enough pressure to deal with Yes. in general. And then, you know, with these platforms now, social platforms, whatever you want to call them, you know, they just add more pressure and, and try and give you this construed kind of view of what how things should be when – and this happened recently only with uh, one of that – what the name of that documentaries on Netflix – I think so. Uh, not social networks. Is it a social network? Where they talk about what what these platforms are doing to us as as people in general, right? Yeah. So, so I just realized. That, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. It's. I realized it's all fake. <laughs> it's not real. You know what I mean? You you want to make a real connection? Get out of your house. You know, look half decent if you're a dude. You know what I mean? And and go out there and just you know simple things like hey how are you you know and then kind of take it from there right and kind of feel people out test people out don't be so. And I think with this pandemic, people are yearning for that human contact more so than ever before. 100%. You know, you'll, you'll see more people. I, I, and I realized that when this first happened up here, uh, like summer of 2020, people were just yearning to like, even just say a hello or a hi or just like, you know, and then wanting to talk about this whole debacle that we all find ourselves in as, as a people of the world or whatever, right? 
Yeah. So, you know, just, you know, kind of, you know, let's drop the walls, drop the facade and, and just kind of how, how things used to be before 2008 and Steve Jobs coming out with the iPhone technology, you know, just kind of, <laughs> let's return like it's 2007 again, man. That's all I want. <laughs> 2000 was a great year, 2007. Uh, before we close off, I forgot one important point that I forgot to mention when we were talking about red flags that are back there. Um, I think one important thing a lot of people forget is paying attention to behavior. Behavior changes. If you start seeing behavior changes, um, terminology that's not normally used, that's usually a good indicator Absolutely. that is something you need to be aware of. Just take it for what it's worth. Don't uh, go accusing people. Don't go freaking out. But behavior, bring it up. Hey, I noticed a behavior change. Used to do X, Y, and Z. Now you do ABC. Everything okay? Just simple. Doesn't need to be a fight. And I think a simple test too with, with that point was, you know, you were saying about DMing or whatever or just, uh, you know, you're sick of the McDonald's or getting messages or whatever. You know, do the phone test. Just, oh, can I see your phone? And if they hesitate to give you their phone, that's a red flag in itself. You don't even need to go about, oh, are they talking to someone? Are they, you know, sneaking around, whatever. That's a psychological, hey, let me see your phone for a second. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, if, if you feel a bit of resistance there, you know something's up. I can see that. That's a behavior issue. That's a, that's definitely a red flag. I get it. Folks, once again, you can go on our website. That is godeepproductions.godaddysites.com. You can go over to the top. You'll see our links. You can see a link tree. You can connect directly to our podcasters. You can send us emails. You can look at our website. You can do whatever you like. Whatever makes you feel good inside, do it. Just let us know how you feel. Like, share, comment. Tell your friends. Asher Moon, you're always a pleasure to have on the show. Thank you once again for your time. You are so welcome. I am thirsty now after all of this talking today. I really, I just hogged this one all. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but, you know, I my, I got so much to say, me and my big mouth. But, no, thank you for having me again. And thank you to all of our listeners. And I love you all. And you guys know to follow me on social media at Asher Moon Tarot. And I just started a Facebook today, guys. A very brand new Facebook. So Welcome it's to Astro the club. Moon. Look me up. Add me on Facebook, guys. Just like it's 2007. Add me on Facebook, guys. Um, the Facebook. What's it called? Yeah, but yeah, check out my Instagram. I do part of the day, little readings here and there. Occasionally, I pop on TikTok and do a reading or two there as well. And I've actually got some pretty interesting stuff coming down the pipe both for Moon with a View and for the YouTube channel. So you guys are going to have to subscribe to the YouTube so that you don't miss out on the awesome stuff that's coming and keep your eyes open on our website for the new Moon with a View when they come out too. So delicious. Thank you all again. I love you all so much, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Awesome. Thank you, Asher Moon. Motorsports Mofo, thank you once again for your input. You're a happily married man, and everybody knows it. Happily married, just uh, could always use another car in the garage. That would be the only thing to top it off. So if you're out there, send me another car, and I will be even more happily married individual. And you're divorced. Moving on. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am on my way down the, uh, the driveway to uh, sign the papers. You'll be living in the and, car, bud. Uh, I will be living in the trunk of the car, but it'll somehow all be worth it. My twisted little world. But uh, on serious note, thank you, everyone, for listening. We always, as uh, we do appreciate you. And uh, sack lunches. Yeah, if you didn't listen to the last episode, <laughs> make sure you check that one out too. Sack lunch. Let that sink it's in. It's actually hysterical, guys. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, fucking G.I. Joe. And then King Sure, thank you for coming on the show, man. We really appreciate your point of view, and I look forward to having you come. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, buddy. Uh, we very much appreciate your input. Folks, a wise person once told me, nobody likes the tip, so that's why we go deep. 
Thank you for listening to Go Deep, the podcast, a member of Go Deep Productions, where we give our opinions like we have a clue. You can find us on all forms of social media. If you would like to reach out to the show, email us at GoDeepThePodcast at gmail.com. And remember, always go deep.